How to avoid having a lifeless faith. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. It is my firm belief that true faith in Jesus will engage every part of us in the most um, life-giving way possible. Um, I firmly believe that a lifeless faith is no faith at all. (laughs) Um, I don't think just espousing certain intellectual beliefs amounts to faith. Faith is something much deeper. Um, When we transition from simple theological belief to actual sincere faith, I think that means something. Um, That's putting our full faith and trust in God. That's saying we're shifting from these things that we believe or proclaim that we believe to actual living faith in Jesus, in the person of Jesus, uh, that we begin to personally access his promises as true for us. We begin to personally see uh, his word as speaking to us and meaningful for us and applying to us. And so faith really does mean something. And then if we take those things to be true, we realize that uh, the way we live as people of faith, as people who profess faith in Jesus Christ, really does matter. Our living is as important as the things we say uh, we have faith in. And so we move on today in James chapter 2. We're going to be looking at verses 18 through 26, and we're going to finish out the chapter, and we're going to finish out this theme of faith and deeds. Let's go before the throne as we get started today. Heavenly Father, we love you today. It is our true privilege and blessing um, and treasure to be able to come before you um, in prayer at any moment, at any time. We have access to the very throne room of God because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. Uh, We don't have to clean ourselves up. We don't have to um, uh, come bowing and scraping, fearing, entering your presence Um, being cast away because of our filthiness. Uh, Lord, you don't see our sin. You see our redemption. (laughs) So grateful for that. You don't see our failures. You see Jesus' victory. And so we come today as children of victory. We come today as um, the redeemed. We come today knowing that we would have no access to you apart from the cross. And so, Lord God, um, we simply come um, as your children, hungry for a moment in your presence. And we ask, Lord, that you'd speak through your word today once again and um, leave us with something, Lord God, that we can um, apply to our lives as your spirit leads us um, so that we might grow to be more like you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, James goes on in chapter 2, verses 18 through 26 to say, But someone will say, You have faith, and I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. 
You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Um, James calls us to remember some well-known people from the Old Testament and an interesting combination of people, Abraham and Rahab. Um, and clearly we know that Abraham is a, an Old Testament archetype of a faithful follower of God and is regarded in the Hebrews Hall of Fame in the book of Hebrews um, for uh, his faith in the Lord. And James makes the case well here. Um, it took faith for Abraham to believe in the promise of God, even in the face of circumstances that looked impossible, such as God telling you to put your one and only firstborn son on the altar and sacrifice his life. It took faith for him to believe that God would make a way. It took faith for him to follow through on God's command and to do what God said to do, hoping and, and believing that God had a way out, and God certainly did. Um, but Abraham expressed remarkable faith in the face of those challenges. And James affirms that he was considered righteous both by his faith and by acting on it. It is both having the faith in Jesus and then acting on it that makes us his righteous followers. Now, our, our righteousness as far as our redemption and salvation is 100% um, a work of the cross, but we prove it. <laughs> we prove our faith. We prove that his righteousness is at work in us by following through on what we say we believe. And then he regards Rahab the prostitute who protected the spies who were coming to scope out the city. And when the officials came looking for them, she sent them uh, looking another direction and sent the spies on a safe route so they could get back and report uh, what they found. And she is regarded as um, righteous and was protected uh, as they promised as the spies promised she would be uh, for looking after them and, and providing for their safe passage. And so James' conclusion is in the same way that a body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Now, my friends, I don't believe we have to live a lifetime in the church um, of lifeless faith. Lifeless faith is no faith at all. Because I believe true faith in Jesus will make us alive in every possible way. It will enliven our witness. It will enliven our ministry. It will enliven our outlook on the scriptures. It will enliven our interactions and relationships. Um, 
uh, true faith will make us come alive in, in every possible way. Um, and so in that sense, there is no lifeless faith because true faith is very much alive. True faith is very much active. True faith is very much in the trenches um, doing the mission of God uh, among the people of the world. Um, it's not a faith that's content to sit on its hands and sit on the bench um, and, uh, and be out of the game. <laughs> true faith engages the world with the gospel. And I think that's the biggest key, is that true faith engages the world's lostness, the world's need for salvation with the, with the gospel. It lives it and it preaches it. And it's both in the living and preaching of it uh, that we're being faithful um, to God's call on our life. And uh, it is in the uh, believing and the doing. And so James makes that reminder so clearly. And uh, it's a conviction that we should have that we are uh, believers who have faith in Jesus. And that faith uh, calls us to life in the most uh, real uh, way. And it gives us our calling. It connects us to our calling. It connects us to mission. It helps us to live out the call of Christ. And so what a gift that is in our lives. Is your faith alive today? <laughs> uh, do you have a ministry today? Are you in the trench uh, of mission, serving the Lord to reach the lost and the broken with the message of the gospel, both by what you do and by what you preach? I hope that you are, my friends. If you aren't, I ask that you'd pray to the Lord to give you the courage and to direct your feet into the proper trench of ministry for your life. All right, my friends, thank you so much for listening again today. Happy Monday, and may God bless you as you go on your way this day and always in, your, in His name and to your benefit. Amen.